Greetings to those who watch below. Before we start today's video, I'd like to give a huge shout out and say a massive thank you to those who dwell below. An exclusive channel membership that gives you shout outs at the start of every video. So thank you to Steffi Ray, Wicked Witch, Jess Black Curtain, Lisa Watts, Lefty Kim, and Christina Groves. If you'd like to join them, please check out the link in the description box. Throughout history, and in many, many cultures, certain items have been cursed. These items can vary from pictures, to statues, to even chairs, but all of them can be deadly. So sit back, relax, and enjoy these tales of true cursed objects in the world today. The Chair of Death The Chair of Death was the favourite chair of a striper named Thomas Busby. The Busby Stoop, better known as the Chair of Death, was the favourite chair of a striper named Thomas Busby, who was convicted in 1702 for the murder of his father-in-law, Daniel Orty, who he supposedly strangled for sitting in his favourite chair after an argument about Thomas's wife, Orty's daughter, Elizabeth. On his way to the gallows in 1702, he asked to stop by his local pub and put a curse on his chair, claiming that anyone who sat in it would be haunted and soon die. The chair remained in the pub for centuries, and people were dared to sit in it. During World War II, airmen from a nearby base made the pub a hot spot, and the chair became a hot seat. People noticed that the ones who sat in it would never come back from war. In 1967, Two Royal Air Force pilots sat in it, and while driving back to the base, they crashed into a tree and died. A few years later, two bricklayers decided to try it, and that afternoon, the one who sat in it fell to his death. The cursed chair has apparently killed every person who sat in it, no matter what. Some instances include a roofer who sat in it and died after the roof he was working on collapsed and a cleaning woman who stumbled into it while mopping was later killed by a brain tumour. Eventually the pub owner moved the chair into the basement, hoping that nobody would sit in it. However, one day, a delivery driver was in the basement and sat in the chair. An hour later, he crashed his truck and died. After that death, the landlord asked the local museum to take it in. To ensure nobody sat in the chair again, they hung it on the wall five feet from the ground. Although people are now safe from sitting in the chair, new stories still come out about the chair's power. One local was told about a driver who had picked up an airman. The airman asked to go to the bathroom, so they stopped to the Busby Stoop Inn. While waiting, the driver sat in the chair. When the airman didn't return, the driver left without him. The angered airman had to make his own way back to the base. When he got back, the airman grabbed a building brick and smashed the head of the driver, killing him. It seemed that because the museum had made it nearly impossible to be able to sit in it, the chair's killing days were over. The museum is still open and functioning with the chair in place. It is said that for some time prior to the death of the person who sat in the chair, they experienced haunting experiences, including extreme itching, paranoia, hearing things, confusion, Items being moved, and written warnings on mirrors and walls about the person's imminent death, 
in addition to many other strange happenings. The Anguished Man This honestly terrifying picture is owned by Sean Robinson. Here he tells in his own words the story of this cursed painting. My grandmother had this painting in her attic for 25 years. She said it was evil. She told us she used to see the dark figure of a man around the house, and at night she heard strange noises and crying. She told me the artist committed suicide shortly after finishing it, and that he had used his own blood mixed in with the oil paints. After she died, we got the painting. It is currently in our basement. Shortly after we got the painting, various members of the family started seeing the dark figure of a man. At night, we began hearing noises, and just recently, we have heard crying and moaning. The painting is still in our house, and although I have never believed in the supernatural, I am now convinced there is something evil about this painting. The noises have been getting worse. We have heard crying coming from the corner of our bedroom. We started seeing the dark figure standing at the bottom of the bed, just staring at us. It seems to be a middle-aged man, but his features are not very clear. As a former sceptic, I am very curious, so I moved the painting into our bedroom. Previously it has been in a cupboard in the basement. I am feeling apprehensive and a little scared. I set a camera up in the spare bedroom with the painting. The painting has been stored away. I have recorded the painting over three nights for about four hours per night, between 1 and 5 am. I recorded the usual banging noises, but on the second night at approximately 3.25 am, I recorded the painting suddenly falling over, and immediately afterward, a small orb is visible just above the painting. There were no drafts in the room, and the painting was stood at an angle against the wall, so it should not have been able to tip over by itself. I also experienced a strange mist at the top of the stairs. It was like I was suddenly surrounded by smoke, and I became very cold but then it just vanished, as quickly as it came. About two years later, I temporarily moved in with my parents, and obviously took the painting with me. It was only in the house for a few days when the noises started, the same noises I had previously experienced. Then, on the third night, my father fell down the stairs, the same as my son did at the other house. Thankfully, he was unhurt, but I have now moved the painting back into storage. I have been working closely with John Blackburn and Ian Lawman of the Mysteria Paranormal Group, taking the painting to some of the allegedly most haunted locations in the UK, including number 35 Stonegate in York and Chillingham Castle in Northumberland. It was on the evening of the 18th of May 2013 at Chillingham Castle that a group of people experienced events that were both terrifying and unexplained. None of the guests were prepared for what was about to happen in the early hours of Sunday morning. The room went icy cold when a large, dark figure appeared in the middle of a seance circle. A large wooden bench banged on the floor of its own accord in response to John Blackburn's questions to the painting. Then suddenly, the bench was flipped upside down violently by what was believed to be John Sage, one of Chillingham Castle's resident powerful spirits, who we think was showing his anger to a foreign uninvited spirit to his castle. John Blackburn stated 
that it was the strangest experience in all his years of investigation, and there were at least 20 witnesses to these events. The Screaming Skull of Burton Agnes Hall Burton Agnes Hall was built in the early years of the 17th century by Sir Henry Griffith, who planned to live there with his three beautiful daughters. The three girls were all enthralled by the creation of their father's gorgeous new house, but it was Anne, the youngest and prettiest, who was particularly in love with the estate, and was fond of wandering around the grounds and neighbouring land, planning the new gardens, and imagining the happy life that lay before them all. However, on one of Anne's countryside ramblings, she was set upon by a group of robbers, who took her possessions, and then viciously beat her, before leaving her for dead. She was discovered and brought home to the hall, but it was too late, and the unfortunate girl died a few days later of her wounds. Anne fell into a fever in her final hours, and is said to have been in despair at the thought of leaving her beloved family home forever, and so begged her aghast sisters to ensure that a piece of her would always reside there, by removing her head after death and secreting it within the walls of the hall. Unsurprisingly, her family nodded and smiled and agreed to do as she asked, but as soon as she was dead, she was interred, head intact, in the nearby churchyard, and everyone thought that that was the end of that. They were wrong. Shortly after the burial of poor Anne, her family's peaceful nights at the hall were shattered by strange bumps and moans and horrible spine-curdling screams of horror and panic. At first they tried their best to ignore the racket, but then finally, and in despair and desperation, they decided to bring up Anne's coffin and do as she had asked. From the moment that the school was brought into the house, peace and serenity reigned at Burton Agnes Hall, and there were no more reports of horrible disturbances until an unfortunate chambermaid, encountering the school in a cupboard, threw it with some disgust out of an open window, whereupon the bangs and screams began again until the school was retrieved and placed indoors again. Later inhabitants of the house, spooked by the presence of the ghastly grinning skull of a murdered girl, did their best to rid themselves of it by burying it in the garden, but with no luck, as again the nights were shattered by hideous screams. In the end, it was decided that the best policy was to place the skull in a secret spot within the walls of the house, probably behind some panelling in the great hall, so that its presence could be easily ignored, and so that Anne's spirit can reside in peace in her beloved home. The Bassano Vase The Bassano Vase is a curiously strange tale. Surrounded in death, the vase was considered cursed by those who possessed it, but seemingly cursed without explanation. In fact, no one really understands how or why it became so powerful or where the curse originated. Also, unlike other cursed objects, the Bassano vase isn't available for scrutiny. In fact, its whereabouts are unknown. There are no direct eyewitness accounts of the problematic vase, only stories of its deadly power. From what is commonly known, the vase was a simple silver design, weighing about four pounds, and was crafted sometime in the 15th century as a wedding gift. The earliest account of the vase dates back to the 15th century, in a small town north of Napoli, Italy. The legend says 
that the vase was given to a young bride on the night before her wedding, perhaps as a gift of good fortune, or perhaps as something more sinister. Unfortunately, the young woman never made it to her own wedding. She was discovered dead the next morning. Some say it was murder, while others have no explanation. Soon after the young woman was interred, the Bassano vase was given to another family member, who sadly also perished shortly after receiving it. It was once again passed to another family member, with the same unfortunate ending. Another quick death, almost immediately after taking possession of the vase. The family soon came to the understanding that the vase was cursed and connected to death, so they hid it away. There are several claims on how it was hidden away. Some say it was buried, while others speak of it being hidden by a priest. The Bassano vase remained hidden until it resurfaced in 1988, bringing more hardship and death along with it. The tale of rediscovery tells how it was found by an unsuspecting young man who had dug it up somewhere. Some say his yard, while others simply do not say. It's also been said that the Bassano vase was buried with a note that said, Beware, this vase brings death. Apparently this warning had little effect on the young man who unearthed it. He must have only looked at the financial ramifications of the item and disregarded the message. The vase was quickly auctioned off, for four million Italian lira, about two and a half thousand dollars, to a pharmacist. The poor pharmacist died after three months, and his family sold the vase to a doctor, who himself died at the age of 37, only a few short months later. It was once again sold to an archaeologist who was a collector of artefacts. Within three months, the collector too had perished. His cause of death was a mysterious infection. The stories continued with one last sale. Not much is known about the last owner, except for the fact that he perished less than a month after taking possession. This string of deaths hadn't gone unnoticed, and the Bassano vase became unsellable. If we are to believe the stories, a family member of the last victim is said to have tossed it out of a window in an attempt to break free from the curse. Although the family was spared further tragedy, the vase nearly struck a police officer, who retrieved it with the intention of finding the person who threw it at him. It is said that the family accepted a fine for littering, but refused to take the vase back. The police attempted to place the artifact in a museum, but word had already circulated about the vase being cursed. So strong was the belief that no institution would accept it. The Bassano vase is said to have once again been reburied in an undisclosed location, some say in a lead box, others say in the holy ground of a cemetery, and still others say both. The Goddess of Death Allegedly unearthed in 1878, the ancient limestone statue was originally called the Woman of Lamb, after the town in the Mediterranean island nation of Cyprus where it was discovered, but the grim and fateful legend that soon surrounded the artifact quickly earned it the nickname the Goddess of Death. First believed to represent a Cypriot fertility goddess, the statue's reputation began to take a significantly darker turn after it was acquired by its first owner, Lord Alphont, during British colonial occupation of Cyprus. Alphont, along with six other members of his family, reportedly died within six years of obtaining the relic. 
it travelled westward across Europe after being purchased by a man named Ivan Minucci, whose family fared even worse than Alphonse. All of them were dead within four years of the goddess's arrival. A similar fate befell the statue's third owner, the Lord Thompson Knoll, and his entire immediate family, all of whom were dead within a few years. The last known private buyer was said to be Sir Alan Biverbrook, who died along with his wife and two daughters over an even shorter span of time, leaving only his two sons in possession of the notorious artefact. Fearing that the curse of the goddess would strike them next, they donated the Woman of Lamb to the Royal Museum of Edinburgh. But even then, the curse apparently did not diminish in power. When the museum finally put the statue on display, its curator died mysteriously within a year of handling it. The Goddess of Death remains in a museum today, imprisoned within a heavy glass display case. Whether the curse has been appeased, or if it only affects those who actually touch the stone, no one knows for sure, but if you visit the museum where the goddess resides, I'd recommend you keep a safe distance from her, just in case. Hi guys, thank you so much for listening to today's video. I really hope you enjoyed it. Again, I'm trying to branch out into topics that we haven't covered yet on the channel, so if you'd like to hear more about these paranormal and cursed objects, please let me know. Also, if there's a state that you'd like us to visit next on our paranormal tour of the US, also let me know, as I'm keeping a tally of all of your comments on the subject. So, until next time, sleep tight.